sometimes it is very difficult to get your children involved in reading or wanting to read or find the joy of reading. Maybe you love to read and they just don't see any need for it. Well, today we're going to talk about helping your children get involved by going to the library. And we have three mothers who are guests with us today, and you'll love to hear what they do to engage their children in the library. So stay tuned. Welcome to the American Mothers Mom to Mom podcast, a show that lifts, encourages, supports, and educates mothers to do their best in their awesome responsibility to raise, teach, and champion the rising generation. Join us as we talk to and answer questions from mothers nationwide about the challenges, heartbreaks, joys, and lessons learned from one mother to another. Thank you so much for joining us today on American Mothers Mom to Mom podcast. I am your host, Deanne Taylor. I have a really exciting program for you today with some mothers who love the library. And first up, I'd like to introduce Ann Forrester, who is a wife, mother of three children, ages four through nine, children's book author, and former TV news reporter. Anne created the Read Your Heart Out Project, a literary initiative that strives to empower children to become leaders for up tomorrow by reading today. Anne is a steward of the Read Your Heart Out Project Little Free Library and loves engaging with her community through books. Always one for a good story and recognizing the benefits of reading aloud to a child, Anne created a read aloud story series on YouTube to help children develop reading readiness skills. Anne loves to read to her children and visit libraries and bookstores together as a family. She spends her time volunteering at schools with her local PTA and with literacy organizations, encouraging every child to find a good book and read their heart out. Thank you, Anne, for joining us today. Thank you, Deanne, for having me. I am so excited to talk about literacy. It's a topic I am very passionate about. How did you introduce your children to the local library? As a young child, my parents fostered a love of reading and books. We would make visits to bookstores, visit the library, and when book orders came around at elementary school, we were so excited to do that. So they really built that culture of books in our home. My mom was an avid reader, same as my dad. So I would see them reading in the home, reading books that were interesting to them and things that they enjoyed. And I feel like they really strive to bring books into our home as well. So I had that foundation as a child and always loved reading and writing my degree is in communications. I worked in television news and so always have been around kind of that area. I later went back to earn my master's of arts in teaching and I worked in elementary schools and that's where I saw firsthand the importance of reading and the foundation it sets for all other academic areas. So when I had kids of my own, it was something that was really important to me. I would see kids in school that would struggle because maybe they were lacking some of those early literacy skills. So as a mom, when I had young kids, we would utilize the public library. I would take them to story time and really try to build that foundation for those early literacy skills. It's so, so important. And I've seen it pay off now that my kids are in elementary school. 
it's so, so important. Just reading a few minutes every day really helps build it. And you can start as young as birth and to just have them hear those words, help build that vocabulary that really sets the stage for success later in their life. That's a really good point. I appreciate that my daughter and my daughters-in-law have taken time every day to read to their children. And when they're young, they want to start reading too. So they read a few words and then the child repeats after them. Besides reading to them every evening, they also practice that with their children, letting them mimic them so they can see how the words are formed, whether they really understand it or not. They are, they're learning. Definitely, definitely helps with vocabulary. It helps with fluency. It expands their mind to hear other words. You'll find words in books that maybe aren't spoken in your everyday conversations. So to really build their vocabulary is a great thing. We have another special guest with us today, Shell Wells from Colorado. She is married to Taylor Wells, and they have two adorable children, ages four and two and a half years old. Besides being a busy mom, she's a dog groomer and grooms dogs at her home. She's an avid learner of different hobbies. Currently, she's learning how to do stained glass and is interested in expanding her writing. Welcome, Shay. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. We're talking this week about libraries because next week is the National Library Week, April 23rd to 29th. I've invited mothers with children of various ages to share their experience with a library. And I know you have had some excited young children once they started going. How did you introduce your children to the library? So I was going stir crazy because <laughs> I had nothing else to do. And I was talking to my mom about it. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I'd like to get them involved in reading programs, but I didn't remember doing that until I was older. And she go, oh, no, they have it for young kids too. And there might be a reading program going on. So last summer we went to the library, they had a reading program going on. They only had a month left and it didn't really matter to me because I just wanted to get them introduced to it. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to go because I can't even get Logan to sit down for like four page card book. So I was like, we'll see how this goes. So we went and I explained to them how they get to check whatever book out they want and then to take it home and we read it and then we return it and then we can check out other books. So they got really excited and they went and picked out books. And when we come home and we come home with the reading, like the little kid book program, which is tons of different things like go to three parks in the town and go swimming or and there was like 30 minutes reading an hour of reading 45 minutes of reading and we sat down and they had me read the same two books to them for an entire hour <laughs> and I'm like wow we went from we can't sit still for a four-page book so you've been reading for an hour so they finished the whole reading program in about a week <laughs> and they just kept asking to go all the time and then we brought them to story time because our library does story time and they loved that. And then there's a craft afterwards. And then our library has a whole kids area that it's built like a castle. So there's like a bridge going across the special area where they have like featured books of the year or whatever. And then it's a moat. So like that's dressed up as a castle. And then the carpeted area down below is a moat. And they have a little puppet set up so that they can do puppets. And they had a train set that Logan fell in love with. And then there's a kitchen set and blocks and so they loved going in place so we would go and just play for an hour and then be like hey we're ready to go check out books and they just walk through the library and see the books that they think are cool our other guest is diana fassbinder diana has been married to her husband rick for over 23 years 
They have three children, ages 21, 17, and 15. Diana works part-time and is involved in the children's organization in her church. In what spare time she has, Diana enjoys spending time with her family, reading, attending concerts for various music genres, and watching movies and TV. And I know she likes to do that with her children, too. Thank you for joining us today, Diana. Yeah, thanks for having me. I know that you really like to spend time in the library with your children. You have since they were little. What did you do to introduce them to the library? I think really we just started going. Wherever we've lived, our library has had children's programs, whether it's summer reading or story time once a week. And it's just a good way to get out of the house, especially in the summer when it's hot (laughs) and go to the library. Sometimes in the summer, our library does movies once a week in the theater where they do plays and programs. And you can do that for free and they let you bring your own snacks. And so it was really just a way also to help expand our library without having to buy a ton of books. And something that we've always liked to do is if my kids now, even if there's a book that they're interested in, but they're not sure if it's a book they're going to want to keep and read over and over, we see if one of the libraries around us has it so we can read it first and then decide if it's something that we would reread and keep. Well, it's an exposure to different genres too. They can try a book and then go, ah, I'm not ready for that yet, or I don't like it. And right. back to some of their favorites. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned checking with other libraries around your area. I know it's been helpful that they have libraries that are well-connected. So I think some libraries you can look at their connected libraries on the same website. Our library, I haven't been able to figure out if it really works. I just go to the other library's website, but it is nice. You can use your your local library card on the connected libraries, which is nice because if your library doesn't have it, or a lot of times we've run into, my daughter really wants a book, but it's checked out for like, you know, three weeks and your fifth person in line will check and one of the other two libraries and usually their list is either shorter or they have it available. And so that's been really nice. Or if just looking for things that maybe your library doesn't have. That's really good. So listeners, if you have that opportunity, make sure you check with your library to see if there's connected libraries that you can expand your experience with your children. I know that you also go to the other libraries for library activities. Yes. Yes. All the libraries we've been to have been good. They don't care if you're in their local district or not. Most of the programs you can do for free and they just want people there and help get people involved in the community and in reading. Our area has a lot of fun activities throughout the year where it's catered for families or different age groups. Our local library has a children's program that they do activities once a month, but Um, They have a teen program as well that is nice because sometimes my teenagers have, oh, well, we need something to do. Oh, this activity looks fun. And it gives them something to do on a Friday night that's not the same old thing or just sitting. Shay, do you have a small library? It is a smaller library. And the thing that's so cool about our library is the library I grew up with is in the Carbon Valley District. So it is down the street from my mom her neighborhood 
And so we would ride there on our bikes and go. And the only time we really go to libraries is if we wanted to use the internet for a video game or if our school didn't have the book we wanted, but the library did. Or if we went with my mom to go make millions of copies too. <laughs> so then when I got older and I kind of like forgot about the library and then I come to this library. So it is absorbed into the Carbon Valley District. So the library has its own board, but it's also part of the Carbon Valley District, which means it also has other abilities to do things with that Carbon Valley doesn't. So one of the things that we're really excited about is they've made a makerspace in our library. I don't know if you've heard about that. They have a glow forge laser cutter. And they have a cricket cutter. And they have button makers so kids can come in and make buttons. They just got a t-shirt heat press. So when you cut vinyl, you can do the heat transfer vinyl onto bags or shirts. So for my brother-in-law for Christmas, I made him a sweatshirt that said, that's when I snapped and it had a picture of a camera. But I went and designed it and cut it and ironed it on all there. And I've made cutting boards for the different holidays. So I have a cute engraved cutting board. Just all sorts of things that we've been doing there. And then the kids have gotten into it because they get to go make buttons. And then they made their own book bags they get to take to the library. So it's incorporating library activities with learning new skills. Yeah. So that that's pretty fabulous for a smaller library, even if it's incorporated into a larger one. Most libraries are interconnected anymore. And Carbon Valley saw what a big hit it is, and they're talking about doing it in all their libraries now. And they have two 3D printers. So you can go in and they have, as long as it's under a four-hour project, because the makerspace is only open for four hours. But I... 3D printed an articulated bearded dragon and the kids loved it. They think it was the coolest thing ever. It ended up getting my dad into 3D printing and now he has his own 3D printer. The other cool thing that they have is they actually have passes to different things around here. So they have a pass with the Denver Zoo. So you can go in and book tickets through them and get free tickets to go to the zoo. Oh, that's nice. So they have lots of opportunities. Yes, we have the really big... Uh, Denver Natural History Museum, and you can check out the past and get seven people into the museum for free. Or the Longmont Museum, I didn't even know about, but if you check out just the card pass, you have it for a week. So we went to the museum every day, and I was like, I'm getting out of the house. It's not costing us money. And the kids are learning so much about all these things. And so I love how our library gives that opportunity of learning so many skills. They have so many different crafts they get to do. So they get to learn how to work with their hands. They have a player area that's gated outside the library for the kids to be able to go run around and play. And then story time and then the maker space. And they really enjoy having the kids come and they have clay, like micro, not microwave, oven baked clay. And they have a little fast oven that you can bake it in like 10 minutes. So the kids each made their own little keychain out of just clay. And that gives so them a lot of opportunity to learn different talents. I think it's great that they encourage exploration in a lot of different areas, not just reading about it, but being engaged in it. I just love being able to encourage them to try all sorts of things. And anytime my daughter is probably like everyone else's kid, it's like, I'm going to be a dancer when I grow up. Like, well, you can do whatever you put your mind to. I'm going to be an astronaut. You can do whatever you put your mind to. You can do anything. Thank you so much, Shay, for spending time with us today and sharing your enthusiastic support of public libraries. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. What is so great about our public library system within our county, all of the libraries are connected. I'm in Salt Lake County, so they have an amazing 
public library system. And so they offer activities, story times. And that's what we first started going to doing these story times or play times where maybe they would read a story, sing a few little songs, and then bring out toys to play with. And that's where we would spend most of our time when they were really little. And it was just so fun because it built that sense of community, but also exposed them to books and being read aloud too, which is so, so important. So we love to do the story times. They have other fun events. We've gone to a New Year's Eve party at the library. They do the summer reading challenge, which is so fun to take part in where kids can earn a book or they'll have other fun rewards. And so things like that really involve kids in the community and helps them take part in what the library has to offer. One of the things that I noticed at our library marquee was that they also have an adult reading challenge. They also have ebooks and audiobooks that I don't have to go to the library. I can just get online and have them come to me. That's an aspect of it that I really like. Yes, there are so many ways to access stories now between audiobooks or I I love a physical book. I love, you know, to feel the turn of the pages, but I also read on my Kindle. So to have that and you can download a book within seconds. So it really is accessible. Even online, there are videos and stories that you can have your child listen to. And it doesn't matter what format, whether you're listening to it, whether someone's reading it to you, you're reading it yourself. They all are beneficial in the long run. So yeah, it's so wonderful now that books I feel are more accessible and it's so important to keep encouraging that. Right. Do they look forward to go back to the library, just not for an activity necessarily, but to get a new book? They are. It's really fun when they get a little bit older and discover the genres or maybe the series that they really enjoy. And that's what makes it fun because my children love, my boys love the bad guys book series. And so <laughs> finding new titles, they love to get a new book and, oh, I haven't read this one. Let's get this one. My daughter loves anything that is themed. She loves any books about princesses. She loves fancy Nancy books. And so it's fun when they find things that spark their interest and things that they're passionate about. My oldest is kind of getting into more nonfiction. He loves books about space or how things work or maybe historical events. So I think the key is really finding what is exciting to them, what interests them. When they were younger, we'd kind of just bring home a, a whole ton of books and go through them, read them. But as they've gotten older, they've really developed their own interests and personalities. So finding what they love to read, and that's going to help keep that excitement of reading. I think it also helps them long-term in deciding what interests they have in their lives. I found that interesting how unique each of my children have been as they explore the library and find new books. It kind of helped introduce me to the personalities and the love of my children. And that was very helpful on how I parent also. Exactly. Yeah. I've noticed with some of my children, they are, um, oh, what's the word? Like they're more maybe analytical about how they approach things. So I definitely agree. It is eye-opening when they start to develop their own interests and areas of passion for them. Everybody loves a good story. The theme for the National Library Week this year is there's more to the story. Just a reminder about that. 
There's always more to the story. And thank you so much for spending time with us today. You have given us a lot to think about. And I hope our listeners and our mothers will understand the importance of reading to their children and reading themselves. It's a way to grow in reading different types of stories, gain information, and to build your vocabulary. I'm still building my vocabulary. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dan. I really appreciate your time. We're talking this week about libraries because next week is the National Library Week, April 23rd to 29th. I mentioned in the introduction that the library is a very good parenting tool. Diana, have you found that to be helpful for you? Yes, it's good. We've used it not really for rewards, but just getting involved in reading and which reading helps in all aspects of life and in school and helps with social interaction and rule following and being aware of others. In a library, you need to be respectful because other people are trying to read or learn. And it's a good way, I think, to teach kids to be aware of others and different social situations. And then also learning how to look information up, whether it's for fun or a school project or anything, just something they're interested in. It's a good way how to search for things. Okay, well, if you don't know the name of a book, what are some things you can look up? It helps their brain learn to think in different ways to find information that they need. Well, that's valuable in every aspect of life. Yes. I was going to ask you what was the most valuable aspect of the library for your family, but it sounds like you just told me. Well, also, I think for us, it's something that I've loved to do with my kids. I've always loved reading and my kids love reading and it's something fun that we get to do together. My um, youngest two are girls and they're teenagers and they still sometimes, hey, can we go to the library this weekend? And I just want to go find some new books or, oh, I'm learning about this topic in school. I want to learn more about it. And it's something we enjoy doing together and we enjoy browsing. And if we find a book that we think the other family member might like, we'll grab it. Hey, I found this. Would you be interested? So it's something nice that we get to do together and share our love of learning and reading. I think from what you're saying, it sounds like your children are very well aware of what each other like to read and what they like to do. Yes. It has to help their relationship in the long run. Oh, definitely. And a lot of times they like a lot of the same books too, which is nice because then it gives them something to talk about and discuss and, oh, I just read this. I think you'd really like it. And then the other child will read it and, oh, I did like it or, well, I didn't really like it, but thanks. Or that doesn't usually happen. They're pretty good at knowing. Diana, thank you so much for joining us today, along with Anne and Shay, and we hope that we have encouraged mothers and other people who take care of children to explore the library, find what goes on the library, and help their children learn to love reading and the joy that can be found in the library, not only for themselves, but for their families as well. Thank you. Thank you. I've enjoyed being here. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope you've learned some great tips and information that will help you in your library experience with your children. Remember, it is a nice parenting tool, as our mothers have mentioned, and it's a place for you to get away and share an experience with your children. 
Next time, we are going to share highlights from the 88th National American Mothers Convention that was held in Omaha, Nebraska. There are some amazing activities, events, and speeches that will be shared. So join with us and share the joy of motherhood. I'm Doris Donnelly from Colorado Springs, Colorado. Some acts of kindness that we do around our home have centered around things that my children have done. I think about my daughter when she was about six years old and we were going into a store and she saw a gentleman sitting outside of the store with his dog and it was a cold, cold night. And obviously he was there maybe didn't have a place to live. And my daughter whispered to me and said, mom, maybe we could do something for him, buy maybe a meal for the dog. So we went into the store and I asked her, what would you like to do? So she joyfully went through the store and found a few things for the dog, found a few things for the gentleman. And then when we left the store, she went over and held a great conversation, animated conversation with him, smiled the whole time. The gentleman was smiling with her and it has stuck with me. She's 37 years old and it has still stuck with me that my daughter at five or six had that kind of heart. And then my son, who, when he was in high school, he came home one day and he said, Mom, I need to do some work around the house because I would really like to give away my lacrosse gear. He played lacrosse all through high school and then his lacrosse career was over and there was a young man who couldn't afford to pay for lacrosse gear. And my son wanted to give up his lacrosse gear to this to gift it to this young man. He didn't want to really tell him that it was from him, but instead of just giving it away, he knew the value of the lacrosse gear. So he wanted to work it off and then gift it to this young man. And I thought, you know what? My children have giving hearts. And so they gifted me by their open hearts, their love for other people. So my children have gifted me with the gift of kindness watching them give to others. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you like what you heard, subscribe so you can get your weekly dose of mom-to-mom -mom encouragement. We understand that being a mother can be overwhelming, but we hope that you found something useful you can apply to your own life. We invite you to share this episode with a friend who might also enjoy the message. The mission of American Mothers is to support mothers, empowering them to positively impact their families and communities. We want each one of you to discover and share your innate, inherent, and natural abilities to bless your children and others. The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the American Mothers Mom to Mom podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of American Mothers Incorporated, its members or employees. AMI is not responsible for, nor does it verify the accuracy of the information contained in the podcast, nor does the series constitute any professional advice or services. 
We look forward to visiting with you one mom to another. Just do your best at mothering and remember you're not alone. You've got an army of mothers all around you cheering you on.